0: a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money, a lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money, which makes me greater, don't you think? get the news you love and more for less start saving today visit sling.com to see your offer Sling. let the word go forth fool me once are you fired up if i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel you
0: fool me we can't get fooled again
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome to Abeligan's Top Hat. I am Ben Kissel. Um, I'm being joined by Travis Morningstar. Hi, Ben. Hello, Travis. And also uh, by journalist and reporter Brooke Rogers is also with me. Thank you for being on the show, Brooke.
2: Thanks for having me, Ben.
1: Absolutely. Very, very fun. Um, We're going to talk about Julian Assange. He got got. It's many years in the making. Of course, he hung out at the Ecuadorian embassy for about seven years. And uh, he became politically, I guess, volatile for the Ecuadorian leadership. And they were like, you know what, brother? I think we've had enough... Harboring you, and uh, it's time for you to face the music. So, we're going to talk about that. Uh, What does this mean for Julian Assange? We know what it means for Pamela Anderson. She just lost the love of her life, which is very sad. But what is she actually being charged with? The U.S. uh, had a. an indictment under seal. Uh, they have unsealed that indictment. So we know the U.S. is coming after him for only a single count at this point, And uh, really the time in the United States that he would have to spend in prison would be anywhere from one to five years. So it's an interesting story. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk about automation once again the robots are continuing to take over they start by cleaning up our floors and they end by cleaning up the blood that is spilled out of the hands of the human worker so we'll talk a little bit about what's happening with automation in the context of walmart walmart has doubled down and said we want to get more and more and more and more robots and of course they're pretending as if that's just um that's just to help out uh, current employees. But, of course, we all know that's going to lead to a lot of unemployment. We're also going to talk a little bit about this recent lawsuit filed by the ACLU. They filed a lawsuit against the Southwest Virginia town on behalf of tarot card readers. It's an interesting little story that... Kind of connects uh, both what we talked about on the last podcast on the left and a Blinken's top hat, a little politics and a little tarot card reading as well. And finally, um, I want to talk just briefly about what's going on in Seattle. You remember these little like they're like they're like these little booklets. Those ridiculous little pamphlets that used to come out, the Chick Tracks, I think they were called Chick Tracks, and they are crazy, religious, anti-gay, anti-everyone. They're horrible, but now there's a couple of Christians who are spreading out different forms of those Chick Tracks that are making fun of Donald Trump. So I want to spotlight a couple of people, you know, I'm not a religious person, as all of you know, but I also... I don't care if you're religious. You you do you, um, whatever it takes to survive in this bat crap crazy world of ours is uh, whatever you got to do to do it. That's what I say. It's fine with me as long as you don't hurt other people. So, there are a lot of Christians out there who do not like the religious right. And I want to spotlight just a little bit uh, some of those folks because, um, you know, they aren't uh, often talked about, but they are important. And just first, before we get into Julian Assange here, I want to comment on what I was talking about last week. I had a couple of DMs from people who weren't, you know, not necessarily happy uh, with me because I outed um, Cory Booker, of course, the senator, uh, out of New Jersey. And I wanted to just kind of focus on that just for a second. And um, obviously we we're talking about in the context of he dating Rosario Dawson and obviously the idea that he might be gay or or, or bisexual. It's all over the, uh, the Internet. But if anyone was out there, felt that I was belittling him or felt as if I was trying to quote out him, I apologize for that, because of course I understand the importance of having the right, you have the right uh, to come out of the closet whenever you uh, think it's necessary and whenever your life allows you to do so. I understand there's still a lot of people who can't come out of the closet because they're worried about physical violence. Perhaps their family uh, would desert them. Maybe their employer would fire them. I understand that is a phenomenon that happens to this day. I would also say um, when it comes to the conversation in political circles, it's it's quite commonly joked about regarding Cory Booker, and I would like to see him maybe uh, address the issue. Of course, by no means does he have to. Uh, does he have to? But I just think it could be a powerful thing for bisexual kids out there or for gay kids out there who, you know, maybe uh, don't feel like they have a a role model in in politics. And I think that he could really be a role model uh, for those kids in politics if he so chooses to do so. And again, you know, I do believe sexual uh, orientation is fluid in many ways, so perhaps Rosario Dawson was the gal uh, that was able to uh, really make his love uh, stick for one person, that being her. So anyway, I just wanted to address that uh, just a little bit and let you know I hear you. And uh, you know it's important stuff, and hopefully, whatever. I just want people to feel uh, as if the leadership, political leadership, represents them. And uh, it seems as well, if a openly gay candidate, such as we've seen with Pete uh, Buttigieg, uh, can do very well, and just again be be an inspiration for those uh, people who might feel as if they're being marginalized. Brooke, you were gonna say?
2: Oh no, I was gonna point out Pete Buttigieg and say that uh, it's you know him and his husband are. Like Twitter famous now and oh, very, very Twitter famous.
1: Yeah,
3: Mayor
2: Pete, good old Mayor Pete. Wait, and his is husband it Chasten?
3: Is it confirmed that Cory Booker is gay? I I didn't. Uh, no, I mean it's a. Did it's you read rumor. this on Lipstick Alley or something? <laughs> What's that? Did you read this on Lipstick Alley that he? What's was Lipstick Alley? It's a. Go- it's the gossip site.
1: No, I'm, no, I just know a lot of people who work with him. Um, so that's all. It doesn't matter. Okay, so let's let's talk about Julian Assange here. Um, all right, so he was the Ecuadorian embassy, obviously, for about seven years they housed him. And then what ended up happening, and Brooke can speak to this here uh, in a second, was evidently he bit the hand that was feeding him and housing him when it comes to Ecuadorian leadership. So, Brooke, what did he do to piss off these people, and why on earth— Why on earth would WikiLeaks, the founder of WikiLeaks, Julian Assange, decide to piss off the only people that are keeping him from real prison as opposed to the prison that he was living in, a.k.a. the Ecuadorian embassy?
2: Well, I think there's a if you if you really look into it, um, he has been kind of pissing off his host for years now um Mm -hmm. there are a lot of reports of him uh skateboarding through the halls of the embassy which apparently he was
1: skateboarding (laughs) through the halls
2: yeah it (laughs) ruined the floors just like a eight-year-old boy completely ruined the hardwood floors like Richie
1: Rich what the heck is that what do you what do you mean skateboard I mean maybe this is what Pamela Anderson saw in him (laughs) she saw a freewheeling fun-loving kid who just wanted to expose war atrocities that were taking place at the hands of the United States military in
3: Iraq
2: yeah maybe skater boys are her type I'm not sure also uh, what
1: a sight because
3: he looks like Gandalf right now so like Gandalf Gandalf skateboarding through the Ecuadorian
1: embassy Well, if if you put it like that, it's very cool. Anything Gandalf, yeah, anything Gandalf does is pretty dope.
2: He has a beard that is. it's one of those unfortunate beards that will not grow toward the top part of the face. It only grows toward the bottom, so it's yeah. almost like unintentionally Amish looking.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people, a lot of people around him, say that hygiene is not like a priority for him. Apparently. Well, wh- so. why
1: would it be? I mean, what's the point? Who cares? He's You're not there going all out. Around. He's not going no. out. He hasn't seen the sun in a long time. he has got the white beard rolling over. I mean, he who has cares? a vitamin
2: D deficiency. Did you know that?
1: I'm sure of that. Because yeah. He, he
2: only can get the sunlight. He has a sun lamp, but he can only get the sunlight really by standing near a
1: window. Oh my goodness, I can imagine. So, um, Brooke mentioned the Amish beard on Julian Assange. Of course, unlike the Amish, he is very technologically savvy. Why did WikiLeaks get so famous? And what put WikiLeaks on the map? As I mentioned, the Iraq War was crucial to that. So in 2010... It seems like it just seems like this has always been information that was out there. It's amazing it was only nine years ago. In 2010, WikiLeaks released American files that documented the killing of civilians and journalists and the abuse of detainees by forces of the United States and other countries, airing officials' unvarnished, unflattering views of allies and American actions. Now, of course, we also had someone that he worked with, who was sentenced to prison? Uh, that person being Chelsea Manning, who is a former Army intelligence analyst, uh, then known, of course, as Bradley Manning. Uh, she was convicted of leaking uh, the, that collection of files and was sentenced to 35 years in prison. And now she finds herself back behind bars for refusing to testify in front of a grand jury. So Chelsea is it's it's been a rough go. She really took the brunt of the WikiLeaks when 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 the hammer came down. She really took the uh, the brunt of the um, legal. Against them.
0: Yeah, she
2: spent seven years in prison. And I mean, it was much less than the sentence she was originally handed, but uh, that's still, I mean, he spent seven years in the embassy skateboarding through the halls, and yeah. she spent seven years in solitary confinement. I mean, so. and
1: honestly, obviously, you know, Obama pardoned her, of course, um, but she was suffering from extreme uh, mental issues. I mean solitary confinement will drive anybody crazy. She I think it should be outlawed sui- because
3: suicide attempts, right? Suicide
1: yeah. attempts and of course, uh, you know, when it comes to we talk about the constitution here sometimes and when it comes to <laughs> occasionally us, you touch uh, on it. We we touch on it. But when it comes to the eighth amendment Uh, banning, barring uh, cruel and unusual punishment. As far as I'm concerned, solitary confinement falls within that uh, as far as cruel and unusual. And, of course, let's not forget the Quakers were the ones who started solitary confinement. And after years and years of doing it, they deemed it too dangerous on the human being who was suffering in solitary confinement. So the Quakers even thought it was too far for punishment. And my understanding is they're quite fond quite fond of punishing people
2: quakers yeah the
1: very religious
2: very religious but i thought they were peaceful they they are peaceful peaceful,
1: but they're also very much like stay in line don't get out of line and if you do make a mistake you have to think about it for a long time and that's what solitary confinement started as was you could think about your crimes against god and get close with god and then they realized every time they would take somebody out of solitary confinement uh, they were eating their own feces and they were totally crazy
2: I think that the problem with using really vague words like c- cruel and unusual in really important documents like the constitution is that they're, it's so subjective so like the like what what constitutes cruel and unusual punishment like to me and you is not what constitutes cruel and unusual punishment to you know
1: I know for me it was when Warhawks. i got when i got uber eats and I, I go ordered forty dollars worth of Taco Bell, and then I got what was his name? Jeremy or something? George's order, and then he got a bean burrito and a regular taco and cinnamon sticks. That's mm. what he got from. that, And I got his order. And that's cruel and unusual punishment to me. Too. Yes. But obviously, that's that's. Uh, I'm just I'm just joking. Speaking of cruel and unusual punishment, this is what happened uh, to Miss Manning. So, evidently, in 2010, March of March 7th of 2010. Uh, this is what she wrote to Julian Assange. She, she says, after this upload, that's all I really have got left. So she is like, I am exhausted. I can't be doing this anymore. It's not easy. Um, doing things that you know for a fact could result in a sentence of treason, uh, because then obviously that can result in a sentence of death. So she also, uh, this is a, this is according to the indictment, Mr. Assange evidently uh, uh, replied, Curious eyes never run dry in my experience. Oh which, my God. <laughs> he it is makes so me want to unbearable.
2: unbearable. Yeah, this is this all kind of goes back to just he from from everything that you know came out of the embassy, all the information that was coming out of the embassy is that he really was just kind of an unbearable person to be around and he was, you know, get like pushing guards around and uh-huh. he would play basketball in the in the embassy, and a guard took it away from him and he started harassing the guard and like threw like got the ball back and like threw it at him and just basically. Like every time that he would have people over, like one time he took um, a journalist came to the embassy and was gonna um, interview him, and he took him to off limits uh, parts of the, which I was mean very on brand for Julian Assange, but he took him to off limits parts of the uh, of the embassy. And I think I think the real lesson is that um, if your freedom depends on not pissing off your hosts, right, right, you should just be, just toe the
1: line, just toe the plus. line. Well, that's my, and of course, you know, before people think. We're bashing. I can bash Julian Assange's personality because it is overbearing, and you can imagine <laughs> it's a personality that would do the things that he did. Obviously, uh, thinking of himself as a um, almost as a nation state inside of one human being. Um, yes, when, when he God. talks about taking all of the documentation. But the thing that is interesting, and of course, we can't forget, he was crucial when when showing the atrocities of the war in Iraq to to help the american people understand what the hell was going on with obama's drone war. Yeah. So there was a lot of information that i think was beneficial to for us as americans to understand what the hell does our military do overseas and sometimes it does a lot of good things, but it's also important to remember why certain people might say it's it, that may perhaps they don't like the united states as we have drones hovering overhead. Uh, And, of course, the casualty rates now are higher even than they were under Obama. And under Obama, they were through the roof. Yeah.
2: I think that he's kind of the classic case of, like, die a hero or see yourself become a villain. But it's just die a hero or see yourself become a vitamin D deficient.
1: Oh. (laughs) Yeah, Gandalf
2: person's. G- I'm gonna get so many like angry DMs. No, him.
1: it doesn't matter. It no, nothing. No, no angry DMs here. <laughs> so, do you think this is the one criticism though about Julian Assange right now? And this is this is kind of where I uh, am with him as well. I think before, I think when WikiLeaks started, I do, I do believe they were truly independent. They were truly independent, mm-hmm. um, and then as time goes on, you make a lot of enemies, and those enemies, uh, you know, want your head on a spike outside of the castle to remind everyone not to do what you did. the The Russians seem to be more in line with Julian Assange. It seemed to me like Julian Assange refused to, you know, just leak certain things. About Russia and the Kremlin, and i'm I'm just wondering, do you think that that has something to do? with the recent arrest as well, where it's like Russia no longer particularly cares to protect him whatsoever. The Ecuadorian embassy doesn't care to protect him whatsoever. But it seemed like he was sort of doing the Russians' dirty work for them for a little while.
3: Yeah,
2: he claims there's no evidence uh, to suggest that he was either working with the Kremlin or his uh, his purposes were aligned with the Kremlin. I think that, um, you know, you got a lot of heat for releasing... Um, all of the the email, the Democratic emails that you know kind of hurt Hillary Clinton. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's I, it's
2: one of those. And of situations. course, Roger
1: Stone coming in with the talking to Guccifer and all this stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think that there is a case they made that um, we don't really, we can't say certain for certain that he uh, is you know working on behalf of the Kremlin or that he's aligned right, with the Kremlin. Right. I think that there, there is, I think that there is evidence that um, he at least. He made some political, politically shrewd moves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know when you when you are in that amount of danger, I think that, yeah, it, it is. I think what WikiLeaks started out as, um, and their and their and their goal, um, really did change over the years. And again, yeah. like you said, when you're when you have that many powerful enemies, I think that you just you, it's really hard to stick to that idealistic. You know, we're just pro information and pro freedom and we're gonna right. release, you know, everything on everybody. And so, um, not that I'm making excuses, but I just think that it's it's kind of it's not as surprising that, that that would change.
1: I mean you have to have some allies. Yeah. When you're pissing off the United States, I'm sure the Chinese government is too isn't too fond of him yeah. as well. It doesn't seem like he has a lot of friends in high places. So is
3: this like the natural evolution of a whistleblower kind of journalist? Uh, it, Like, naturally, you're going to have to be holding to, to somebody eventually because, uh, because... I think you have to be because some nations some crack down. I don't down think
2: it has to head. be. I really well, I think really that... what are you going to do? That, you're just one dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and so WikiLeaks kind of, you know, became an, an entire world outside of Julian Assange, but I think that it doesn't have to end up like this. I mean, maybe that's naivete on my part, but I think that there are... Um, I mean, if you look at, like, Chelsea Manning, I think that she actually does have a very... Uh, very specific set of morals and i think that you, mm. know, you can disagree with them um but she actually does really stick by i mean she's in jail right now because she refused to yeah. testify before a grand jury she mm. she's willing to put like her money where her mouth is. absolutely um but yeah i think that maybe julian assange just got kind of bit off more than he can chew in many ways and um that and so you're you're talking about you know the reason why he got kicked out of the embassy um the tipping point, there's there's all this little stuff. I think they could have dealt with that. Um, the tipping point really was that the Ecuadorian president um, accused WikiLeaks of spying on him and mm. his family. Which, again, you know, don't know why you do it. Don't know why. Don't know why you do it. Well, Was um, he trying
1: to get dirt so then he could say, don't kick me out of this embassy. I'm going to show this footage I, ha- I have of you and the wife arguing over... Th- <laughs> Over dinner at some random Tuesday or something. Yeah,
2: it seemed like most of what he, uh, WikiLeaks allegedly released, it probably was WikiLeaks. That's what the Ecuadorian president says. Um, but it, well, most of it was um, him talking about the, the president talking about trips to like New York and mm. you know uh, photos of him eating a lobster. So it's it was more I think to imply that lobster that photo <laughs> could end it all.
1: Oh my! Every God. politician's worst It's like uh, Kevin S- Kevin Spacey and in, uh, in House of Cards when he was seen with the Nazi. Did, did <laughs> the no- but this is just a guy eating lobster and <laughs> be like lobster. this can derail the whole thing. All we've worked for because of a crustacean.
2: <laughs> it wasn't damning, but I think it was embarrassing, and I think that it became kind of a spy versus spy thing because um yeah you know, Julian Assange and WikiLeaks were uh, you know, hacking into his ph- allegedly, quote-unquote allegedly, um, yeah. hacking into his phone, and um, they released photos of his, of, you know, between him and of his wife, and they were, mm. there. I mean, it wasn't anything explicit, but, um, and, you know, there's sort of text text messages between him and other people that kind of implied that he was living this really exorbitant life. And so I think that, um, first of all, the current president, was elected in 2017, so he is not the president who gave um, Julian Assange
1: asylum, in the, asylum in the first
2: place. So I think it really—it's like the—it's the the—it's the, um, the, overstating. your welcome yeah. to an extent that really is amazing. Sure. It's- and
1: and if you're if your new leadership in Ecuador, I'm sure this is not a good look for you if you want to have relations with the U.S. or the U.K. with other Western countries. I think it probably just became totally untenable and just being like, you know what? why are we still housing this egomaniac? Yeah. it doesn't matter. And again, Julian Assange has done some good things. but now there is both parties. you know this you know this country here, both parties are happy. Now obviously this is much more of a conservative uh, Democrat. but Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, on Thursday celebrated the arrest. He says, quote, it's a great for the American people. He goes on to say, we're going to extradite him. It will be really good to get him back on United <laughs> States soil. So now he's our property and we can get the Ooh, facts. Like and yeah, exactly. So we can get the facts and the truth from him. Um, Manchin, along with nine of his democratic colleagues had signed a letter to vice president, Mike Pence last June, expressing concern about Ecuador providing asylum to Assange. He goes on to say, I think it's very good for us to finally get him on U.S. soil so we can investigate, we can basically cross-examine, we can find out the facts that only he knows and his connections and how he basically distributed his information do you think it's possible, he will probably go to go away for a little while, but do you think it's possible he just ends up working with the United States government or with the UK governments? I mean, this is the guy on the front lines of the war on information, and it usually works out where if you are so good at it, the US government will be like, eh, you know, you did your time, come, come over and help us out. Um, so perhaps this man could figure out dirt on the so, many enemies of the United States. I actually went to the spy
3: museum, Spyscape,
1: in New York City? In New York City. Did you hear, did you hear that story that it was robbed once? <laughs> it was like three years ago. Someone tried to rob the spy museum. I'm like, you cannot even get that It's pretty
3: locked down. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's pretty locked down. But uh, they have a room, and it's uh, dedicated to sort of like modern hackers. Uh, and, of course, like all the pictures are just like obese guys in Hawaiian shirts. Oh, yeah. So they don't look very cool. But um, I, on the captions for all these things, it pretty much reads that all these guys eventually get caught. And then they ev- eventually turn into informants and turn right. into like hackers for the government. So that is that sort of seems to be what happens to this kind of person: is they yeah. turn in, they turn snitch. It's, yeah,
2: I mean, I think that when you get down to it, a lot of these people just like are really like, I don't want to go to prison. Oh, of course, I don't okay. wanna, of course not. I don't. This is yeah, this is not what I signed up for. I just wanted to, you know hack into some servers. I don't I'm, I know. I don't know about
1: that. So. Prison is the worst thing. It is a waking nightmare, the idea of going to prison. And of course, in the United States, we have the largest prison population per capita uh, than any other place in the world. Um, so it's it's a real possibility, I suppose, and it certainly is now a real possibility for Julian Assange. Yeah. So in Thursday, why was he arrested in the UK? He was arrested for skipping bail and then immediately charged uh, in the United States for conspiracy to hack a government com- uh, computer. And of course, he still has a lot of very hardcore supporters, mm-hmm. and th- those people will continue uh, to support him. And for me, I don't know I don't know if this is, I'm not even sure if this is, I don't think, I don't know if people will agree with me on this, but the fact that now we can move on from Julian Assange in the Ecuadorian embassy, just get this done with. At some point, you knew he was going to have to have a come to Jesus moment. The you know British officials were outside the Ecuadorian embassy 24-7, just waiting for him to take one step outside. And then, of course, in this case, when the Ecuadorian embassy lifted the asylum status, they were they were welcomed in. But it seems like now we can have the trial, get more information, and let's just start this next five-year process for him. And then Julian Assange, who will still just be 50 years old, can make a— I'm really—it's a weird thing to say, almost entertainment-type um, trope, but I think he can make a comeback. <laughs> I really do. I think he could just be back Make a sequel. because he couldn't do anything in the Ecuadorian embassy. I mean, he had sex with Pam Anderson a bunch, I guess. Um, she which brought is, him
2: vegan sandwiches. Isn't that cute?
1: Well, he probably could have used a steak by by the looks at him, but uh, by the looks some of him, some iron, but, uh, some iron. But anyway, I I think this might be the best thing that could happen to him. Uh, Isn't this like a? kind
3: of shitty precedent though the
1: arresting I also I mean I not this is not the precedent gonna... this has been this has been happening for a long 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 it's time when it comes to spies It's such a big figure I I don't know I,
3: I it seems like a it, we shouldn't be like celebrating it
1: Oh I'm not celebrating or, I'm just you know, saying like that a, we can like move
3: mansion, on man celebrating it or like you know Well they're, they're, that's that politicians the uh, across the country celebrating The it.
1: government is going to celebrate when they get one of the biggest hackers in uh, US and UK history
2: Yeah I think um you know when you talk about there's some things going on here because because um, we don't know if this is the only indictment that it was it was sealed for about a year well, and
1: he's got the two rape charges still in Sweden right which was closed hey, one that- of
2: them was dropped but now one of them is still open and they want to pursue that okay uh, the the woman's lawyer came out and said that they they do want to pursue something with that so I'm not sure what the statute of limitations is um, mm, in know. Sweden but they uh, apparently that's still an open
1: um,
2: an open. Way for them to go. Um, I think that if I don't think he's going to go to prison for only five years. I think that once well, they would have
1: to bring extra charges. And, and I think
2: that they're going to. I mean, personally, I just don't think they're going to let him get away with a five year sentence. Uh, I mean, if I think that they're probably going to try it out while they have him.
1: Well, I mean, let's not forget uh, a sitting president of the United States, Barack Obama, did pardon Chelsea Manning. So maybe they do just want to do uh, a lie. I mean, for all intents and purposes, he's been arrested for seven years now. Granted, a much, 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 much nicer jail uh, than the one he'll be going to now. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do do the five or one to five and then turn him, then yeah. just use him. Oh, yeah. Get all the because he has information, the U.S. government would really like he's, to know He's going to be
3: in an orange jumpsuit doing community hacking. Really? Yeah, I <laughs> mean, seriously, yeah. Community it's, service hacking. You know, it's funny. In In 2016, Trump was like, I love WikiLeaks. Yeah. And now yep. uh, the Assange thing, he's like, I actually don't know. I don't know her. I
2: don't know her. He is literally pulling a Mariah Carey <laughs> I don't know her on Julian Assange.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing. As 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 Obama did with Manny, and I would not be surprised if Trump did it um with uh with Assange, as it's all wrapped up in all that Russia investigation stuff. All that hoax. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Donald Trump just went full on like I am doing a a sweeping pardon of anyone that was ever indicted because of this Russia hoax. So who knows? Well, I don't we it's day possible. to day.
2: I just never know what Trump is going to do. So it could, it could oh. happen. But it's really funny. So yesterday morning, um, I actually was kind of surprised it moved this fast because yesterday morning, the editor in chief of WikiLeaks had a press conference with the former consul, um, who was a longtime ally of Assange and um, Assange's personal lawyer and he said they they basically announced that um they knew that he was being he was under surveillance in the embassy obviously but right, they of didn't course. realize the extent that he was under surveillance and apparently some individuals in Spain got a hold of um, audio recordings of meetings and uh, videos from inside the embassy and, like, visitor logs, and it was all pretty clear that the Ecuadorian government had been involved to some extent, Mm -hmm. and then, um, you know, these Spanish individuals apparently uh, basically offered to sell it back to... WikiLeaks. Mm-hmm. So the point the point you're making before, when you were saying that, um, you know, he may, it was it's possible that Assange was spying on the Ecuadorian president as a way to have some kind of leverage. Right. Right. Um, I think that they kind of just did the exact same thing back, but they both ended up releasing them. They didn't use it right. as leverage. And they, of course,
1: Julian was quite upset that people were spying on him, which is a little ironic.
2: Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think it's like you know karma a little bit. A
1: little bit, but again, he did some great stuff when it comes to what the hell it looks like. I
2: just don't think you can be mad about, about people spying on you and that's kind of Yeah, know. that's true, that's <laughs> true.
1: Um, but I do think he did a great service uh, to people all around the world and uh, obviously, yeah, it made the U.S. look horrible. The Iraq war footage that he showed was devastating yeah. and no one should have, I mean, it, the whole Abu Ghraib stuff, all of that stuff was horrible, um, but I think it's important for us to know it because then we can try will, to yeah. uh, make sure it doesn't happen again. Because, I mean, it's, it's cliche, but the news media in this country, specifically television news, they don't t- we don't talk about anything. No, it's all a cult of personality.
2: The, I mean, you know, the, I think the legacy media in general is really usually pro. They, 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 they usually end up, end up defending wars as they're going oh, on. Oh, absolutely. And then they in hindsight, them. they always, like, criticize it. But usually while they're going on, they always find a way to support it.
1: Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office? Treat yourself to the meal you deserve. On demand from your favorite restaurant. Restaurants come to you with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to all your favorite restaurants in your city, and ordering is easy. Just use the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat, and your Dasher will bring it right to you wherever you are. Not only is that burger place you love on DoorDash already, but over 310,000 other amazing restaurants are too. DoorDash connects you with door-to-door delivery in over 3,300 cities and all 50 states across the United States and Canada. Order from your local go-to's or choose from your favorite chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code TOP. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code TOP. Again, that's promo code TOP for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. All right, well, let's move on a little bit. So that's Julian Assange, and we'll keep you up to date on following that story. Who knows? Do they throw the book at him? Do they just give him a slap on the wrist and use him for the information he has and for the skill set he possesses? Or... um, uh, or does he just go away and uh, we'll never hear of him again? I wouldn't be surprised, though, if there is a pardon in his future.
2: Yeah, and I will say just, to, like, book in that, is that I'm, I'm always pro-transparency, and so I don't want to sound like I'm demonized. I mean, I think that he made a lot of mistakes, but I think that, like you said, that... Th- I think that more information that that voters the spirit have, more information. Of that, yeah, yes. the more information that the public has is always is always better. So.
1: All right. Well, speaking of information, let's move on and talk about uh, Kirsten Nielsen here. Obviously, the information we know about the policies that she implemented at the request of Donald Trump and his administration were completely and utterly anti-American and totally abhorrent. Of course, that policy mainly being child separation. We still have thousands of kids who are separated from their parents. Uh, Many officials estimate that it will be within two years, if they're lucky, where they could reunite with their parents. But of course, as so many things go in this administration, they have a policy idea and they don't have any actual understanding of what that policy ideal will look like in real life terms. So they didn't even think of the question, how are we going to reunite all these kids that were taking from their parents, which I think that should have come up. If you're going to even pose this as a question, should we separate families? The second question has to be, how do we reunite them? (laughs) Don't you think that should have been, I mean... I know Stephen Miller, his head is big, but there's no brains in there. And I don't I don't think he really cared.
2: No, I just think that he genuinely does not see them as human. So oh, he's a moron. It, yeah, it's not. It's. I don't think for him, you know, bringing the families back together was ever really a concern. Yeah, yes. you would have
1: think that would have been a question that was posed uh, to Donald Trump, but uh, evidently not. So Kirsten Nielsen, of course, uh, out of the Department of Homeland Security, uh, she is done. She quit or she was fired. It's always almost impossible to understand what Donald trump because if someone quits he just says he fired them and vice versa so i'm like i have no freaking idea so she was working uh, she was an immigration hardliner working aggressively to carry out trump's restrictionist agenda now of course she spearheaded the efforts to crack down on migrants and asylum seekers she requested military assistance at the border she limited the number of people who can legally present for asylum at ports of entry and she vastly increased the number of immigrants in detention this was all under the zero tolerance policy of course i do love that donald trump in this one case in this one thing in his life zero tolerance he's he's just by the books um donald trump so this legacy that she leaves behind is where do you go from here if you're kirsten nielsen how do you sit down at at the new york times or even in front of fox news executives maybe she'll get a job as a talking head on fox news Who the hell knows? Um, But how do you go back to the workforce when your resume includes separating screaming children from their parents?
2: Well, we're already saying an effort to rehabilitate her uh, image, and I think that it's, even as there were rumors that she was leaving and then right after she announced that she was leaving, there were people saying that she left because she didn't agree with the policies, mm. that she left because she didn't want to enforce them, that her and Trump disagreed mm-hmm. on enforcement, and I think that it's pretty much all, um, I think she got tired of being the bad guy?
1: Yeah, the whipping boy to some degree, but then yeah. again the policies are what you would get whipped Listen, for.
2: Yeah, you, you- I think that she knew what she was getting what into. What do you think they
3: disagreed on? Like, she was like, the, the children should be farther well,
1: away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the box no, what, is so smaller. going on right now is Donald Trump, because again, the DHS has been kind of stripped of all leadership. So really, the yeah. people making the decisions of, on immigration in this country are literally in the Oval Office. There's, there's, It's Stephen Miller, Jared Kushner, who is trying to be more moderate on it, but as I was talking with uh, Marcus about it's hard to trust any of these people. Yeah. Um, I know Jared Kushner is trying to, he wants to get more people allowed in to seek asylum, but hey, he's not really getting his policies through on this issue. He
2: apparently wants to increase the number of work visas and, you know, legal immigrants, but this whole thing with like Ivanka and Jared, I think that there's a lot of, you know, there's kind of a, ongoing joke that whenever something is leaked that says like they disagree with the president on something or they try to convince him otherwise it's almost always like the the joke is that they always leak it right because they're constantly yeah. trying to distance themselves from the worst policies of the Trump administration and I just don't think it's possible I think that you know it and I, it, I with, with Stephen Miller, I really think that what's going to happen, so the, also the, the ICE director, the, the acting ICE director who um, had previously been supported by the administration, mm-hmm. they, they pulled their support. He resigned. I think that Trump is just going to clone Stephen Miller, make mm-hmm. Stephen Miller the ICE director, and then clone Stephen Miller can be the uh, head of DHS. So I, I think
1: that's been. possible. So why was Kirsten Nielsen, what, what happened? Why would she say, I've had enough of this? I can't separate another child. Obviously, that policy was halted and evidently Donald Trump wants to go back to that policy, despite the fact that he said he publicly he has said he wouldn't. But of course, yeah, kind of we, conflicting
2: reports on that because there is there is I mean, I, Stephen Miller wants to go back to it, obviously. Um, and Trump has said he doesn't want to go back to it. I don't know. I think we're just going to have to wait and see what happens because, again, there's an administration is so unpredictable, and as the winds change, they will change their policy. And I think that um, when it really comes down to it, they're I don't they're never going to put um, they're never going to put the the public perception in front of. The end result, and I think that if it plays well with the base, they're always gonna choose. But to do it that. does
1: play well with the base, around you know 25 percent or so of them. But honestly, this is hurting him. Uh, it's going to hurt him in 2020. There is no way that it won't. As a matter of fact, some of the numbers coming in about Donald Trump, this is according to a Georgetown poll. Um, so anyway, that's basically that on Kirsten Nielsen. Bye-bye. Um, good luck. Well, I say that with uh, italics, I guess, but good luck getting a job. It's probably going to be tricky when asked about that subject, uh, unless she just goes to work for Blackwater will no, or something. No,
3: really, someone will. Also, I got cut I got up on you saying uh, a clone of Steve. Stephen Miller. I think the idea of cloning Stephen Miller is enough to like stop all research into cloning, right? <laughs> That's possible, yeah. Um For so, the good
2: of the country, cease and desist. Oh
1: my goodness, he's such a big headed monster.
3: He look yeah, he looks like he's being viewed through a fisheye lens at all times.
1: Yeah, honestly, he really is. He's he's a horrible member of the alt right and the fact that he has the president's ear and the fact that again this administration is solely going to be making the immigration policies for this country without any people around to maybe question Things again, like how do we reunite parents and kids? Uh, it is—it's uh, a little nerve-wracking. So, this is according to a Georgetown poll: forty-nine um, percent regarding Donald Trump said they find Trump's style and comments to be, quote, frequently insulting. He uh, he has the wrong approach on many issues. Now, just 27% of people said they like that he tells it like it is and he has the right approach on the issues I care most about. So 49%. That's always
2: the phrasing. It's always tell it like it is. That's that's always the... It's so funny.
1: That's the lie. That was Chris Christie's campaign message uh, in 2016. So only 33% of people, this is again according to this Georgetown poll approve of Trump's handling on the health care issue. Fifty eight percent disapprove. Fifty seven percent said that that the country has gotten off on the wrong track. Thirty five percent say, oh, it's going in the right direction. So it is not looking great. Of course, we can't trust any of these polls, and and uh, who knows what's going to happen in a binary decision with whoever the Democratic candidate ends up being. But there's no way that this helps him. There's no. no way this immigration – I mean, it's going to help him in, in the states. He's already going to win. But yeah. I just I, – I can see this going uh, and getting rid of those 80,000 votes that helped him win, uh, you know, in the Midwest, Michigan, Wisconsin. Um, and th- this can just turn off so many people. I hope that it does anyway. I like to think that our country has a little bit more of a conscience than I that. think
2: if they restart the family separation policy, I think a lot of um, – a lot of evangelicals who voted for him because he ran on a pro life platform. Well, might, re- might question? It I'm not sure. It, it's such a weird. Um, it's just a weird issue. I don't know.
3: The, the The evangelicals are so like bootlicking and slavish to his like power. Yeah. that I I don't think he could do anything to lose those people. I
2: think that there's so um, you know I I. I know a lot about the evangelical community, and I think that there are definitely people who um, have, you know, fully support Trump, and and I think that they, you know, you look at Jerry Falwell Jr. and other the whole yeah. religious
1: right absolutely did, and these people are absolutely uh, horrible, and they're not real christians and i don't really in that they are economic christians they make a lot of cash liberty university um, yeah. they make a lot of cash off of hard-working christians such as my parents who i personally believe were bamboozled into believing uh, that those people were spewing what god thought and i'm telling you this they are not as a matter of fact let's just go to seattle really quick here uh, there's a Seattle-based patriotic Christians for a Better America. They're spreading anti-Trump gospel with cartoons. Now these they take the look of a little Christian chick tract, I love it. and if you've ever read a chick tract, they are they are just disgusting.
2: They get left on the train all the time.
1: Yeah, they get left on the it, train. It,
2: they say, "Do you know when you're going to die?" on the front, and then it's. I don't. So I don't
1: know. I hope edited. I die before I have to read this. That's for sure. So this is a little uh, character narrative art that they have. The name of this chick track is I'm Rich. And this is the uh, this is what it's all about. It's about a dude, a boy. His name is Little Dicky Glitz. And I actually give him credit for that because that makes me kind of smile. It
3: sounds like a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, it
1: Little does. Little Dicky Glitz. Uh, so the, the cartoon is about he was born rich. His parents gave him a bunch of money. He was never satisfied and always wanted more. His parents were lax in manner in the manners department, so Dickie earned a reputation as the loud, spoiled neighborhood brat. Other kids didn't like to play with him. Every time he started losing a game, he would say, "I quit. This game is rigged." Um, so it's a roughly three by five-inch comic book tract. Uh, printed on cheap newspaper, great paper, and lightly sprinkled with gallows, humor, wit, and relevant Bible verses, such as Matthew 6 24. You cannot serve God and money. Uh they also have Proverbs 16:5. Everyone who is arrogant is an abomination. To the Lord, be assured, he will not go unpunished. And Luke 12 15, beware, keep yourselves covet covet covet. Essness, covetness, covetousness, covet. Keep yourself covetedness, um, <laughs> whatever the heck that means. So there you go. So there. You, so it, I'm just trying to say that it's not all. Wow. No, are, we're not when I talk not about everyone. evangelicals
2: who might, uh, who may have voted for Trump in 2016 because he seemed like the more pro-life candidate, you know, whatever that means. Um, I think that there there are people who, who are tired of him mm-hmm. and who see policies like that and realize that they can't support them. I think it will depend on who the Democratic candidate is, but I think that there are evangelicals who um, you know, the Stormy Daniels stuff and the Family separations, so, like it just, I think it's going to pile on. I think there are people who are going to decide that they can't support that in twenty twenty. It's going to be a large enough portion to sway things. I don't know, but I think that there are people who are
1: tired of it. Absolutely no. I mean, as my parents will will tell you, I mean, you know, doing foster care, taking in a lot of uh, the kids who needed help. That's a tenant of Christian uh, of Christianity, mm-hmm. I- including in the uh, you know evangelical sect of Christianity. You're supposed to take care of people who are in need, and uh, his immigration policies. Is Completely counter uh, to a lot of true Christian yeah. beliefs, and so. there are a lot
2: of there are a lot of progressive Christians, and I think that um, I think that they may. I don't know if those are people would have voted for him in 2016 in the first place, but I think the lot, there are a lot of progressive Christians, and it, we shouldn't pigeonhole them at all because they are a very uh, diverse set of people.
1: All right, enough of this being nice to everyone <laughs> stuff. But I, I do think I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like a one it one bit. No, that's fine. As I said earlier, do whatever you got to do, and at least these these people are trying to um, live up to the standard that yeah. is set by the Lord in the Bible. That's what I'll say about that. Um, let's talk a little bit about this story. In the ACLU, it is suing Southwest Virginia on behalf of tarot card readers. So this is in Tazewell County. It's being sued by the ACLU of Virginia on suspicion of violating the free speech and religious freedom rights of a local resident who has been banned from reading tarot cards as part of his business. Now, this is so interesting because doesn't this mean that they really believe in it? Right. yeah Doesn't this mean that they have to be like, "Oh, you better not touch those tarot cards. That's very real. I'm sorry, you're playing with the demonic powers." Doesn't this sort of validate the guy who plays with tarot cards?
3: Yes, sir. Put the five of swords down,
1: <laughs> please, sir. Just a standoff in his front yard as a cop shoots him, like he's Bill Cooper.
2: What was the uh, reasoning for for them to stop
1: well, the tarot card reading? So uh, this is the guy's name is Mark Mullins. Um, Mullins, the owner of Mountain Magic Tarot and Reading Shop, has been reading tarot cards for approximately 30 years. For the past decade, he and his husband, Jerome, have used tarot as a central part of their daily religious and spiritual practices known as Hermeticism, a blending of several different religious traditions that date to the second and third centuries. So the town used its business licensing and zoning uh, to effectively ban Mullins from Opening a tarot reading business anywhere within Richlands in a violation of his First Amendment rights to free speech and to exercise his religion. So they did it by zoning. Is they this a town
2: from Footloose? What? The, what is? I this have around? no idea.
1: Or yeah, do they or hate from, uh,
2: fun? What is happening? I don't uh, understand.
1: I don't know. I, I, beginning in June of 2017, the town repeatedly <laughs> rejected Mullins' attempts to obtain a business license. At first, claiming he need to, needed to request an amendment to the town's zoning ordinance. When Mullins made such a request, the town held a raucous public hearing in February of 2018. This stuff is happening in real time, and it's not, totally crazy. Wait, not a
2: raucous public <laughs> hearing, not that.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> is, I can't believe the, it.
3: Is the horoscope banned in the local paper? Like, I, what else, are there, are, is 32 flavors too many at the Baskin-Robbins in town? I,
1: I would not be surprised. So we, we talk about this all the time when it comes to satanic panic, the witch, uh, burn burn all the witches. Evidently, it is still happening. And at this hearing, local residents and church leaders cited biblical scripture and warned the tarot-reading is Is quote evil and witchcraft. There we go. That would, there we go. That would quote open things up in this area to the demonic realm. Which honestly, man, they just make.
2: Tarot cards so cool. We need Henry with- here to do his like guitar riff <laughs> <Yeah>. after
3: that. <laughs> nerdy nerdy
1: exactly. Nerdy nerdy. exactly. Thank you. <laughs> they just make this guy's business so much cooler than it actually is, which oh, is yeah. just a bunch of nerds playing with cards. Also and I, I've, I've been to tarot card readings, and you know it's fun. They're very uh, fun, but yeah. it's like I, I, just this town is like taking it so seriously.
3: I, I have a very strong feeling that if the owner of this tarot card or tarot card uh, shop was an old man that just carried a rifle. Uh, the, this would be like a different situation. The fact that it is a gay couple yeah. that is doing magic I think that changes that it. That was too much
1: I that was that, too much. Yeah that is too much uh, blood sex magic for them Yeah yeah. tarot cards uh, plus perhaps uh, anal intercourse that's the recipe opening, for the demonic realm.
3: Opening that portal yeah. was
1: too, uh, just a it's
3: too much for them.
1: No I honestly I do think that probably has something to do Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. They could accept one or the other but the
2: combo? Not the gay tarot card. Cards. Not, the, gay oh, cards not the
1: gay tarot, like the bees in nicholas cage's uh, wicker man <laughs> not the gay tarot cards oh my uh, goodness anyway that's just a little story no, i mean
2: I, I actually you know it's it's good to see the aclu getting back to its roots absolutely doing some free speech stuff i like it and the, uh i'm very pro this guy's right to read his tarot cards with yeah. his husband, and uh, I hope that this brings in some new customers. Cause 30 years is a long time. He's got to be good at it. now. He must be great so at this it. Is some free advertising. Go. Like, are there? What is this guy's?
3: Are there details that we've missed? Like, are, is a like a plague of locusts descend- descending on the town? And there, I don't it's think a
2: plague there's a. Of- Progressivism—that's oh, what I say. That's
1: possible. I think that's what they're against here. Um, so the ACLU is suing, and honestly, they have to win this. I think that they will. It is without a doubt a violation. This yeah. will be. This will be like a Harlem Globetrotters game for the ACLU. It should be. Yeah, absolutely. So if you live
2: near the town of Richlands, go to Magic Mountain Magic Tarot. And give this get, go get some tarot card reading.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Magic Mountain Tarot support your local businesses. Support
2: your local tarot card reader. Absolutely,
1: why wouldn't you? All right. Well, just lastly, here speaking of jobs, and that's what small businesses give us. Um, our entire economy has been taken over by our corporate overlords. Amazon is just now talking about getting a new Uber Eats uh, for themselves, Amazon and restaurants. Uber Eats like their own restaurants. Um, and of course, Walmart has taken all of the good jobs that were once, uh, all of the jobs that were once good-paying, and uh, forced everyone into eleven dollars an hour, twelve dollars an hour jobs. Uh, therefore, those people can only shop at Walmart. Many of those people who shop at Walmart and work at Walmart also do take government assistance because Walmart doesn't pay a living wage. And of course, they're a corporation yeah, that actually could. Um, So, you know, my thoughts on the $15 minimum wage and all of that. So we don't have to get into that right now Um, when it comes to Walmart. This is the reason why many of these people are pushing for it, because they know that's going to be the final nail in the coffin for every muffin shop around. And then all of a sudden, Walmart will argue that they can't pay their employers $15, so we better automate. Right. It's a perfect freaking storm. Have they
3: gotten rid of, like, uh, the greeters at the front? Are, th- are there just, like, yeah, now they, drones they're, No, the they
2: No, they're getting rid of the greeters, which is, you know, a lot <sighs> of people who advocate for people with special needs Absolutely. were against that because it's a huge uh, employment opportunity for them, and it's just part of Walmart. It's just a weird thing to yeah, be we like, we don't to... need the nice greeters like, to get rid of, the, of them. Yeah,
3: one of the only parts, like, the only h- pieces of humanity of Walmart is going in and I seeing know, an old yeah. guy greet you. so now, Yeah, exactly.
2: Now it's just gonna be like a and drone that shakes your hand as you walk in. Well,
1: not the greeters are not drones yet, but they will be in the very near future. Yeah, there was a great. A Marty,
2: is there gonna be a Marty at the door?
1: There might be <laughs> a Marty. I know you hate
2: Marty. I think he's kind of cute.
1: Marty is the <laughs> devil and needs to be burnt alive, and needs to
2: be. He just scoots around. Right, no, take, he doesn't. He beeps. He doesn't have he, hands. Take
1: he, this relationship drama off. Off He, the, he, off he beeps. He drives everybody crazy, and all he does is alert. A human to a spill. He doesn't even clean up the damn thing. So by next February, Walmart is expected to have 1,860 um, floor scrubbers of its more than 4,700 stores. So these are going to be 1,800 jobs that are going to be taken by this new automated floor scrubber. Walmart is also will also have robots that can shelf inventory at 350 stores, and there will be bots at 1,700 stores that automatically scan boxes as they come off delivery trucks. Something that high school students used to do or yeah. retirees. Walmart also did a good job of, of hiring retirees. Mm. Um, Walmart says these, quote, and this is going to make you want to vomit. They're smart assistants. These smart assistants, a.k.a. robots taking your jobs, will reduce the amount of time workers spend on, quote, repeatable, predictable, and manual tasks. And allow them to switch to selling merchandise to shoppers and other customer service roles, like being not employed there anymore. The overall <laughs> trend we're seeing is that automating certain tasks gives associates more time to do work they find fulfilling and to interact with our customers. Because when you're at McDonald's, or because when you're, at, I mean, the, the McDonald's of, of supermarkets, when you're at Walmart, you just want an employee who's constantly asking you if you need help. Yeah. You know, because that's not annoying at all when you go into a store and they just immediately accost you to the point where you just feel so much anxiety. You you have to buy a pair of sunglasses <laughs> just to make them feel good.
2: Yeah. I go um, into Walmart to socialize. That's where I get most of my socialization is just hanging well, that out is with where I, clerks That is Walmart. where
1: teenagers
3: socialize. Like <laughs> yeah. that was, that was where I hung out in high school. It was Walmart. I don't well, know about you yeah, cool th- kids.
1: No other place to do it. So there's are
2: No near tr- the fish. The fish tanks are cool. Look at some fish.
3: Also, it's- it, it, they're called what smart uh smart assistants. smart assistants that like that reminds me of the psas in new york city where it shows like a banana and it's like here's a smart choice take a banana with mm-hmm. you and it's like i guess that's a smart choice it's kind of just like a Okay, thanks for that. How much money are we paying <laughs> yeah, to put up this, are... like, this ad for a Remind banana? to
1: bring a banana with me. Thank you. Well, Walmart invested more than $2 billion last year to remodel the stores around the country and equip them to handle customers' online purchases. Um, so it's basically, yeah, this is another place. Um, as Amazon destroyed the book industry, as Amazon mm-hmm. destroyed every household appliance industry, whatever, um, Walmart is now going to... Uh, You know, join their join their corporate buddies uh, by screwing over the American worker, and Mm. uh, it's just it's where the future is going. Yeah, man,
2: late capitalism is so bleak. Well, I mean,
1: you got to start. That's why I'm for a UBI because every one of these automated uh, bag of bolts. Uh, they should be taxed and then that would also not incentivize walmart to just do away with their workforce and i have been to many walmarts everything seems to be scanned and everything seems to be relatively clean i think the people could handle it i think the people that they hired could handle it so of course they're trying to uh sell this like this is going to be good for the employees but of course, it means those employees are going to be seeing a lot of pink, slip, a lot of pink slips uh, in their mailboxes. So yeah, that's really um, important. All right, well there it is, folks. I think that's most uh, the news for the week. That's right? it. That's all of it. That's all we'll of it.
2: To every there is oh, no more news. The
3: TurboTax thing.
1: Oh yeah, let's do this. Oh, yeah. Just just lastly, uh, this is a story that Travis and Brooke alerted me to. I think it's really really interesting. I'm enraged by it. Congress, and, and uh, Brooke and, and Travis can fill in some of the holes here, Congress is about to ban the government from offering free online tax filings. Thank you, TurboTax. This was supported you, maybe if you're Republican or you're Democrat, you might think, oh, I hope my party didn't have anything to do with it. Well, <laughs> I've got bad news. They both did. Wow. Richard Neal, a Democrat out of Massachusetts, he helped pass the Taxpayer First Act. These acts are always named. <laughs> like, oh, Taxpayer First. Well,
2: yeah. they're not going to name it like the Screw Taxpayers Act.
1: <laughs> but this is exactly what it does. So it's a, riot, it's a wide-ranging bill making several administration uh, administrative changes to the IRS that is also sponsored by John Lewis, the Democrat of course famous uh, for his civil uh, rights record uh, out of Georgia, and Mike Kelly a Republican out of Pennsylvania so what the hell does this mean? Why would Congress pass a bill um, that makes a impossible for us to get free taxes online?
2: Because H&R Block and Intuit, which owns TurboTax, has been lobbying for this exact kind of legislation for years. So it's basically making sure that the government is never a competitor because it's it's preventing the IRS from creating a free electronic tax filing system that would compete with for-profit tax filing systems so it's and the crazy thing is that really the it, it was buried in this um again it's called like the you know taxpayers first act and they were pitching it as it was going to change the appeals process you know establishes an independent appeals process it was gonna you know prevent um provide assistance to low-income taxpayers um and things like that and and it buried buried deep in this Act was, oh, also, by the way, the IRS can't create a free tax filing system now. That's and crazy. liberals in the House actually tried to block it um, and then uh, eventually pulled back because they uh, agreed with the majority of the bill. Mm. Um, but so this one stipulation, if, if they realized that if they toss that, I mean, that was, I, in my opinion, it was the point of the bill in the first place.
1: Yeah, well, um, I, I would say this is a poison pill for me if I'm in Congress right now. This is, this is the deals off the table. This is a total poison pill as far as I'm concerned. Well,
3: the, you know, there's there are two certainties in life, mm-hmm. death and taxes. Mm, I've heard that. And, and death, a funeral costs a lot of money. And now they're just making sure that
1: taxes, you have to pay to, to do your taxes. You have to pay to give the government Until more money. Until you die. So you
2: have to give TurboTax and the government. I mean, we, we always have. I, I hate having to pay to file my taxes, but I also hate doing my taxes. I
1: always themselves. thought Turbo like no, I mean you have to t- you have to hire someone to do your taxes because it's more confusing than the SATs. I mean, if it was all as e- like remember when Paul Ryan said he was going to make taxes so good, so simple you could fill them out on a postcard. <laughs> well, good freaking luck. I did my taxes this year, and it's a hell of a lot bigger yeah, than a postcard. How's
3: Paul Ryan doing nowadays?
1: Paul Ryan is looking he's in the mirror great. and listening to a lot of Michael Jackson, just trying to contemplate where he's gone wrong. Is it
3: weird? I've, I always thought kind of TurboTax was like. My friend, because they've they took they're care, certainly.
2: So no, I always they, file the TurboTax to be completely clear. They took, yeah.
3: yeah, they they took care of it in my like most desperate years of my life where I'm like, I gotta get a refund, and now they're damn, they did us dirty. I know. Yeah. Well,
2: I, I actually like so. I mean, the, the the difference is that you can file, you know, by mail through the irs system we just have to print off like 900 pages right, and you have yeah, to yeah. understand what they're asking you and it's impossible TurboTax streamlines that which is why i like to use it especially when, I was, when i'm freelancing and i have like 1099s and things like that i it's very complicated and if i have two more pages if i have more than two pages i get really overwhelmed so i've always used TurboTax, but it is like on top of either paying taxes or you know you're always deducting from your refund. Of so course. it's just like it's a little more it's a little bit more bitter.
1: Hey, we could have the exciting conversation about what to taxes. feel like to play in tag to pay taxes. We could go on and on, but we don't want to make our audience too happy. Um so why the hell did this happen? Well, believe it or not, money is involved. Into it an HR block last year poured a combined six point six million into lobbying related to the IRS filing deal and other issues. Neil, of course, the Democrat who became Ways and Means chair this year after Democrats took control of the House. He received $16,000 in contributions from Intuit and h and Block in the last two election cycles. Uh, he describes himself as a longtime champion of the existing fee- free file program, has argued that it would, quote, help low- and moderate-income taxpayers, which is absolutely not what's going to be helped or who is going to be helped when it comes to this. Free File Alliance Executive Director Tim Hugo called it a great idea when you can provide a great product, free tax returns to Americans at no cost to the federal government. An h Block spokesperson said the company believes Free File should be the subject of ongoing improvement and we are committed to working with all parties to strengthen and improve Free File on behalf of the American taxpayer. And of course, none of that is true. So very interesting.
3: Into it is the they're also the makers of QuickBooks and okay. Mint. And uh, well, I got a little hashtag here on their Twitter: powering prosperity around the world, oh. uh, powering
2: prosperity and blocking free. And, yes, <laughs> and,
3: block it, and and just sort of commodifying the transfer of money, like just yeah. any any money that you have to move from one place to the other. We want to take some of it from you. No, it is funny how they're like, we
2: love free file. We love it so much that we don't ever want the IRS to. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Not online, at least.
1: Yeah, this bill would make it illegal for the IRS to create its own online system of tax filing. So there you go. These these companies, they they give you uh, these politicians money. Well, this is an article.
3: This is an article just in time for. Ta- I mean, exactly it's, April 15th. it's perfect Happiest time happy, of the year. happy April 15th everyone oh my goodness is it
1: coming up that soon
2: I got mine done in February this year I was so proud of myself because usually I get it done on April 14th I still have
3: yeah. the tree from last
1: year you know hey <laughs> very nice you still have the receipts taped yeah, to your up door that's perfect well thank you so much for being on the show Brooke thank
2: you for having me Ben
1: great job Travis thank you, thank you. Thanks, Travis. Um. let's see Brooke people can find you on you, you like Twitter a heck of a lot more than I do where 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 are you uh, on, on Twitter? It's at
2: BKE Rogers because Brooke Rogers was taken, oh. so it's at BKE Rogers uh, on Twitter, and yeah, that's pretty much all I do politics on. I'm on Instagram too, but that's just
3: that's I would nonsense, say Brooke so. is like really good at twitter by the way oh like, thank
2: you can i brag about something yeah of course selma blair followed me on twitter there tonight. you go
1: really today who is my favorite i love 90s actress, Yeah. actress
2: and she's awesome she's got ms and she still look i mean no she's do she's fucking icon she's amazing i love she's her. incredible nice. well
1: there you go buddy that's a big that's a big get right there mm-hmm. all right um all right everyone thank you all so much for listening and um, yeah I guess that's it we'll see you all out there on the road and hail yourselves everyone we'll talk to you soon this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them for more shows like the one you just listened to go to lastpodcastnetwork.com